0: Welcome to The Discourse, a project by members of the Wayne State University Civil Discourse Fellowship. In this introductory episode, we dig into our diverse backgrounds and ideological predispositions. Enjoy!
1: Hello, everyone. My name is Eric. I am from Metro Detroit, Michigan, lived in the suburb my whole life, but me and my family have interacted with the city of Detroit for a very long time, so I'm not unfamiliar with the city and its culture. Um, I'm black. So that has informed a lot of my political consciousness over the last 10 years or so. Um, I take a very principled stance against state-abusive power, especially when it comes to the police and such. Um, I consider myself a leftist, in ideological affiliation, but that's because my values on humanitarianism, trying to help people, making society work for everybody, as a general rule. That seems to align more with leftism from what I've seen. So that's where I place myself right now, why a little change. I used to be a Christian, I grew up in a Christian household, uh, since then disassociated from Christianity and I see myself as kind of like a, I wouldn't say unreligious, but I'm not really affiliated with any particular religious group or belief system. So I'm kind of like a, I don't know, I just, I flow. Um, So that's me. I'll pass it off to Isaac.
0: Hello, folks. My name is Isaac. I'm from Ann Arbor, Michigan, and have lived in the Detroit area, uh, attending university here for the last few years. Um, Both sides of my family uh, are from southeast Michigan, going back to at least my grandparents. Um, And I am Jewish by birth and persuasion, uh, modern orthodox. So that means that Uh, It is fully integrated into my daily life, but also that I am fully integrated into the non-Jewish society that exists here. Um, My political uh, affiliation is liberal, which is to say, not leftist. Uh, Leftists particularly draw a distinction there and say, no, we're not liberals. I agree, I'm not a leftist. to me, liberalism is is most importantly about the idea of equality and free inquiry. And so I am typically suspicious of any widely u- or universally agreed upon thing that if you question it, people get upset. So the the positions that I agree with most strongly, I love nothing more than arguing with people about them. Because... I, I, I think there are holes to be poked. If, if it seems so simple and you believe in it, then the truth might be missing. So yeah, that's, that's, that's me, that's where I come from and what to expect.
2: Hi everyone, my name is Rima. I'm a Middle Eastern Catholic. Both of my parents are from Jordan. They immigrated here in about the 90s. Um, like Eric, I grew up in the Metro Detroit area Um, specifically like warren Sterling Heights area. Um, I would consider myself an independent, not really going towards either party because I have issues with both sides, but my political views are more left-leaning and I believe policies of our government should be for the good of all people, not just a select few. And that's about it. I'm gonna pass it off to Zakia.
3: Hi, my name's Zachia and I was um raised in Metro Detroit area, um just like everybody but Isaac. <laughs> and um I I chose to go to school here close to home because I really I love the area and I'm really passionate about um urban like health and urban um, culture and things like that. And uh, I am a nursing student at Wayne State. So um, serving underprivileged communities is um, something that I really believe in. Um, And I'm just, I'm very happy to be here um, at Wayne State. I was raised Catholic. I come from an Italian family, a second generation American, and I really felt that it wasn't a good fit for me ideologically. I felt that I had a lot of tension and problems. And so as I began to move away from Catholicism, I really found myself moving towards Judaism. And so as of today, I proudly identify as an Orthodox Jew um, and, and everything that that entails. And it does inform some of my political ideology because I do um, believe in, in Trying to do good by all people and following the Torah, which, I, to my view, leads me in a more left direction, a more liberal direction. Um, but I also do view myself as a Zionist, and that leads me, you know, sort of more towards the center again. So, like everybody else who spoke, I don't really have an exact, precise political ideology that I subscribe to but I would um, identify as a little bit left-leaning, a little bit liberal, and uh, that's where I fall.
0: So at this point, um, now that we've introduced ourselves and we maybe know a little bit more about each other than we did before, more questions may have come up in our minds about each other, and I know I have a few. So that's where we'll spend the next Several minutes doing. Um, if I may start, Eric, you said something about uh, you 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 are supportive of populist movements, something like that. I can't remember your exact wording. Um, do do you do you find that that is sometimes contrary to what you ideologically would like to see in terms of left politics? Because there are certainly Right-wing mass
4: movements, right? Right. Certainly, um, that is a interesting point to bring up. It's something that I I have to deal with when I'm, you know, usually when I see a, a mass movement or movement that has a lot of attention among the common people of a certain nation, region, whatsoever, have you, um, I have to, you know, I have to analyze the movement for what it is and be like, you know, does this movement have values that I also hold? And it's just like, you know, without those values, I can't really call myself principled or rational and just supporting the movement because it's a movement. Like that's kind of, I don't want to do that. That's like thoughtless. Um, So usually I try to evaluate the movement for on its own terms, as opposed to just assuming it wants the same thing I want, because a lot of people
1: like it. Does that answer your question?
0: Well, I guess what I'd I'd ask as a follow-up is, um, would you maybe modify your initial statements that you like populist and mass movements? Or or do you still, as a general rule, if it's populist, it's probably going to line up with you, but not always?
4: As a general rule, I'd say that it probably lines up with what I want. Because for the most part, most uh, governments or like state apparatuses are usually trying to conserve power And, um, you know, take rights and privileges and things that could help larger society away from that society to enrich themselves. So usually people are going to, even if they don't have any particular overt ideological aims, even if they don't say, I'm a communist, I'm a socialist, I want democracy. Maybe they just say, I want clean drinking water. Give me some money so I can go to school and benefit my population. Like, you know, just stuff like that usually mass movements rally around simple things that everybody can agree on, like give me housing that I can, you know, not die under from the sun or rain or whatever it is. And usually those movements are the ones I support because um, like if, if that's all they want, you know, that's, that's, that's simple, easy to understand and I, I agree with it. So usually, usually it boils down to that for me. Actually, to piggyback off of Isaac, I have a question for Zakia. You said that you used to be Catholic, or at the very least you were raised in a Catholic household, and now you're a modern Orthodox Jew. Um, Can you pinpoint the moment where that transition was like made really clear to you, or was it just like a gradual understanding?
3: I feel like I had two kind of transition points. I had like the first transition point where I realized I did not want to be Catholic. I, I didn't want to be affiliated with it. I was not interested. And then I sort of had a different turning point where I was like, I'm really interested in Judaism and I'm really interested in observant, like traditional Judaism. And for me, like the first kind of um, breakthrough I had where I was like, I don't want to be Catholic. I don't I don't believe in this was, you know, my cousin um, came out to me as gay and well, everybody. It wasn't just me. <laughs> but like, And um, but specifically to my side of the family, because, you know, he knew that my parents were not going to be okay with it. And it was just something he kind of kept a little hush on, on my particular side, but to his parents and friends, he'd been out for years. One, I think that says something, that he couldn't share that with us for a number of years. But two, just kind of realizing that, like, no, I don't think my cousin's going to hell. And I don't think he's a bad person. And I, I don't think that this is the ideology that I support Um, was sort of like, you know, the first cracks in the foundation of my belief system of at the very least, you know, I don't want to be associated with this um, sort of hierarchy where you definitely have like a pope, a leader, almost like a governmental system dictating what's right and what's wrong and what's this and what's that. And uh, yeah, that was kind of like the first kind of really big crack in the foundation of maybe this isn't really what I believe and at least deeper introspection. Um, and the second sort of you know, transition to Judaism was um, really kind of figure out what I thought. Who do I think God is? How do I believe God has a hand in my universe in my experience of reality And how do I interpret that? Once I had a pretty good idea of what I felt, I happened to, it was very coincidental. I ran into other people that felt the same way and happened to be Jewish and were sharing their ideas about God and the universe and the part, you know, why do bad things happen to good people and all of that. And so I I really believe that, It was partly like i had to grow within myself to get to that point but then also i really do believe it was you know probably some sort of like divine you know calling i guess
1: makes sense
3: so actually i have a question for rima um how do you feel that you balance um, your Arab and your Christian identity? I know you identified as Middle Eastern. do you identify as arab and and how do you um, how do you deal with that like how I know most people automatically think arab Muslim and, and I know that you're Christian, and I was just wondering if you could like just talk to us for a minute about like um, your relationship with your identity?
2: Yeah, no problem. I mean. It kind of, like, assumptions, I hate really just people automatically assuming that you're one thing, but you're not. Like, I have had it in a lot of my Arabic classes where everyone assumes that I'm Muslim, and I'm like, no, I'm not actually. Like, Christianity actually began in the Middle East. Jesus is from the Middle East. There's, yes, we're small, but there are big groups of people who identify as Christian, And just, I feel like with the assumption that, oh, you're Arabic or you're Middle Eastern, you're automatically Muslim, it's not beneficial because the area is actually quite diverse. And it kind of takes away from um, just that section of the world, like just generalizing one thing. In general, it takes away from its complexity and its richness in the history of the area. So specifically with your question of um, identifying as Arab I mean I know in some communities like the Chaldean community and I believe um, some Leban parts of the Lebanese communities they don't consider themselves um, Arab because sorry I got caught off there they don't consider themselves Arab but at least in my case, I would, because Jordan is technically on the Arabian Peninsula, so that's what I would consider. I would consider myself Arab in that sense.
3: That's really interesting. Um, My step-grandfather was Lebanese and Christian, and so I know that that's something that he sort of struggled with, and again, he actually never identified as as Arab, so I was really interested in how you felt about that.
2: Yeah, I mean, in general, like, like I said, you can't just generalize people. I know I said in general that was a contrary statement, but I know it is a big question surrounding um, Christians from the Middle East. So thank you for that.
4: Actually, I actually have a question for Isaac. Uh, you mentioned that you, you know, admittedly are very argumentative. You like you like picking people apart. You know, trying to see how their brains work. You know, looking at their gears and all that stuff. Um, I do also enjoy that. But I have run into problems sometimes, where it's either it's me myself or the other person um, in debates, discussions, or so have you. Um, sometimes when we we discuss things, and I feel like I'm attacking their idea, but they feel like I'm attacking them, and then the argument starts getting personal, and then I'm like, "Whoa, what's going on?" So like, how do you how do you deal with that kind of disconnect? Do you try to like, do you try to explain, you know, "Whoa, oh, hey." We weren't doing that you know this is what this is what we were doing this is what i thought we were doing did i come across wrong my bad or do you just be like hey i didn't come for this and you like disengage because you know i've done both in the past but you know everybody responds differently so as a fellow you know argumentative you know enjoyer what what do you do
0: yeah so that's a big risk um and especially in the sort of polarized environment where people assume that if you are not with me entirely, you are against me entirely, um, it's, a, it's a risk. And the, the fact is that I usually only do this with people who I've, I've already established. We share, we share enough common ground and I trust that this person is not going to assume I'm attacking them just because I'm questioning things that they believe. Um, however, if it does happen, um I, I i don't push I, I walk away i drop it i it's not it's not worth it to make somebody think that i'm an enemy uh however wrong they may be about that the 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 benefit is not gonna happen because they're not being responsive and the cost of destroying the common ground that we have and turning it into a a headbutting we are opposed to each other thing not worth it so at a certain point i let it go
4: makes sense i feel the same way um generally i guess you say that you feel more comfortable taking that risk if you know the person in the past has has proven to not do that
0: um it's it's more about the relationship that exists between us so i i i can't necessarily predict their personality and how they would react but if if i know that they know that there is common ground between us and that there is there is a history of us agreeing on very important things already so there so so there's there's not if it's a, if it's a sort of clean slate situation or somebody i don't know very well then I consider the risk high. If we have discussed stuff in the past and just the discussions have gotten deeper over time, then I consider it a a reasonable assumption that they know I'm not an enemy.
4: All right. Um, And since Zakir brought up that excellent point, we don't have to be like, oh, necessarily professional because we could just edit those parts out. so uh I'm thinking to myself in the future we could like we could spend some time like writing down possible questions when other people are talking so we don't have to then like try to like guess off the top of our heads when 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 it's our turn, because I know that can be kind of awkward. Um so let's see. You said several minutes, Isaac. I think several minutes have probably gone past, but do you want everybody to get a chance to ask a question or everybody to get a chance to answer a question or both?
0: Um, I think I, I think there's been some engagement from everybody, if not on both ends, but if the questions have petered out, I'm not going to force somebody to ask a question if they can't think of one. Okay. So do, the question is, Are there more questions? Yeah,
4: basically.
2: Um,
0: Or do you? We all feel that we know everything about each other, and there is nothing more interesting to find out.
4: (laughs) Um, I feel that way about all of you, actually, Uh, (laughs) because I'm in Isaac. So you know, I know everything there is to know about.
2: (laughs) Um, This would, I guess, be a more general question. Like anyone could answer this, but how do you handle like? So say. Give me a second to clarify. So like, say the community that you grew up is more on the opposite side of the spectrum than what you believe. How do you guys handle that? Mm-hmm. Like for me, I know um, at least with my school and like the community I'm in, they lean more towards the right, but like I'm more left leaning. How do you guys
3: handle that, so? Oh, do I have something to say about that? No, I, my family is very right-leaning and it honestly, it honestly makes me sad sometimes um, because there's just a lot of like conspiracy theories flying through my house and a lot of like, a lot of like regurgitation of common tropes. Like for a while, my mom was like, oh, well, look at what happened when, you know, Hitler was pro-gun control and then look what happened to the Jews. And then it's like, by the time you come up for a proper response and say, no, he was not pro-gun control, that's not what happened, what? She already has the next thing that she heard from, you know, Channel 4, Fox News, or her friend, or Facebook, or YouTube, or whatever, and you you literally can't keep up. You, you literally can't keep up with the... Um, like misinformation i guess is the best way to like say it the conspiracy theories that fly through my house so like honestly god like i feel like there is like a really good place for discourse and i really really try i'll you know i'll go log on to you know the wayne state library and i'll go find peer edited peer-reviewed journals and you know i know how to i'm gonna be a nurse i know how to find good research and i'll go and i'll try and i'll do this and that and the other thing and present it, and at a certain point, there's, there's a place for discourse that can take somebody over here and somebody over here and bring them closer somewhere in the middle, and that's wonderful, and I applaud people who have more success at it than I do, but then again, there's sometimes just, you're here, they're there, and reality is right here, and there's nothing you can really do about reality, and so that's kind of where I lose a lot of like, patience and ability to, um, keep going. And and I feel like it, it doesn't matter. It's kind of useless anyway. At a certain point, they're not open to it. Uh, the media is like so polarized. They already believe what they believe, whether reality follows or not. And so maybe that's not the best way to handle it. But at a certain point, like I absolutely disengage. And I. the only ammunition I have is to find the best non-opinionated, peer-reviewed, undisputable facts to support myself, and if that doesn't work, then there's nothing I can do.
4: For your question, Rima, um, I come into that a lot because my extended family is very Christian, um, and they're all black. I, mean, I that that might have been assumed, but you know, they're all they're all Southern Baptists, like Protestant. So they're very they're very theologically they're very fundamental um but that doesn't really filter into their daily lives too much but if you press them on it they will be like yes um the world was created in seven thousand years and i'm just like ah um but like usually when it comes to that i don't what i feel like my most powerful tool is in a discussion with somebody is to try to encourage critical thinking of any kind like um i don't need facts if I can just, if we can just engage on like a logical plane of if this, then that, right? And they're just like, well, hmm, yeah, maybe, okay. And I'm just like, okay, so if that follows, then this must follow, right? And they're just like, oh, well, yeah, that seems to make sense. And you're just like, all right, now we've circled back to the main point of discussion. So if those two things follow, this third thing must follow, right? And they're like, mm, I don't know. And I'm just like, see <laughs> what. Um, so, and I tried to do that with my family at you know when I was younger at like Thanksgiving or stuff like that I'm about a number of issues usually relating to Christianity but lately it's more been like a, like like a, an economic trend where it's like I'm trying to be like people should get this and such economic help and um say one of my family members would be like uh, oh well Eric you think. You think McDonald's burgers workers should earn like $100,000 a year? I was like, when did I say that? It's just like, I don't know, it just seems like you're about to say that next. And I was like, bro, no, I just wanted people to like earn a wage that they could live off of. And they're just like, I don't know about that one, Chief. And I'm just like, ah, but do you not go to McDonald's? Do you <laughs> do they not provide a service to society? Do they not provide, like, do janitors not wipe down floors in schools? Like, just because they're not, I don't know, like an engineering degree and like type 50,000 words a minute doesn't mean they shouldn't get paid something to live. It's like, and it's hard when people that you know do not come to the opinions that they hold through any kind of critical analysis. It's just like, this seems right. So I'm going to put all of my eggs in this basket with no, no thinking about it afterwards. And I'm just like, that governs that, that a lot of the interaction between me and my family who, and larger, the larger community of Black Christians, because they kind of side to one issue a lot of the time, like, for instance, uh, homosexuality, like to me, indifferent, unbothered, do what you want. And they're just like, I mean, yeah, as long as it's not in my face, I'm just like, what the hell does that mean? And they're just like, well, you can just don't, just don't, just don't put it in my face. I'm just like, so don't live? <laughs> I'm confused what you mean by that. Like, I don't know. Um, it's stuff like that that gets me.
0: So if you guys will excuse me for one minute, my computer is in imminent danger of battery expiring, and my power adapter is on another floor. So we'll we'll pause if that's okay. Okay. So we're back. So this might be the last question for everybody, but. Have, have you ever had a belief that you had concluded on, like you had you know, assimilated all the information available to you, had come to your conclusion, believed that you had the right answer? Have you ever had something like that that was changed by civil discourse with somebody who had a different view and had additional facts that you had not been aware of or just a stronger moral argument, something that actually caused you to change your mind about something you had previously concluded.
3: So, actually, I have something to say about this. Um, so, as I was talking about earlier, with you know homosexuality being like the main first issue that sort of caused me to reevaluate my relationship with Catholicism. Up until that point, like I was a really dedicated Catholic. I was pretty devout. I mean, because of the household I grew up in, we went to church every single Sunday, um, followed by a big Sunday dinner every week. And so that's the environment I grew up in. And I remember um, being like really convinced that, you know, homosexuals are definitely wrong. Why can't they just not do that? You know, why, why can't they just abstain? Why can't they, you know, whatever? Why, why is it my problem? Why do I have to see it? Why do I have to deal with it? Why do I have to whatever, whatever? And it really just took like a conversation, a very calm, reasonable conversation with my cousin. Just kind of, you know, hey, do you have that much control over who you like? And, you know, just very calm, very non-confrontational very, he really definitely met me where I was at. And it just allowed me to see these others, like these people that I only really ever heard about, or maybe seen on TV or, or on the internet as, as real human beings. And that was like really powerful, I think, to see the other as, as a person, a person that I love. And so that was um, really big, for me as far as changing my mind or, or realizing that there's, there are other opinions and views out there than the ones that everybody around me believes.
1: I actually have something to say about this that related to my
4: leaving of Christianity, um, where it's like, I kind of been struggling with whether I really believe in Christianity a lo- for a long time um, as soon as I was like, basically like a teenager, like you know, emotional self-awareness came, started to come. Um, and one day I was in church. I forget when this was, but I know it had a huge impact on me. And I still think about it to this day. Um, at the end of our service, the pastor was talking about some kind of global, I don't know, donation thing, like, hey, donate this thing so we can go to Poland somewhere and open up another church. And I'm just like, okay. Um and then he's like and he starts talking about you know i've been thinking about something god god sent this to weigh on my heart those and this is using his words those those islamic terrorists over there and al qaeda you know they may be a different religion than me but i agree with their zealousism you know or like he, zealousism more their, their fanaticism he was he was like if God told me to kill somebody, I'd do it, you know, hey, that's, that's just what it is, and there were two things that struck me about that statement, first of all, I was like, what did you just say <laughs> in my head, but then I heard like half the church be like, amen, pastor, and I was like, hold up, <laughs> it's like, whoa, whoa, Nellie, <laughs> this isn't for me, <laughs> so that was just like a that was like a a pathway it was like I don't think I like this anymore (laughs) um and I was just like okay I mean it's one thing to disagree with like you know killing somebody because you've thought about it and rolled over the consequences and like you've analyzed it and looked at it from a bunch of angles and decide this is what you still want to do that's one thing but you know saying I think this voice that came from the stratosphere told me to do it so I'm going to do it no questions asked I'm like oh no that's not for me um so from then on I was just like nah (laughs) didn't go to church I was just like I don't need to listen to that guy anymore um I don't need I don't need to read this book I don't need to do nothing (laughs) that guy be telling me that with a straight face and people be saying yes sir I'm like no sir so that's what uh definitely stirred me away from Christianity When anything else was kind of like on the rocks I
3: have a quick introduction like, it really reminds me of, like, the, the other interpretation of the Binding of Isaac. Like, the mainstream interpretation is that, like, God saw Abraham's, like, conviction and, and strength and, and willingness to definitely just do whatever he said without really thinking about it up, you know, to killing his own son, and um, I think that's like the obvious interpretation that like, that's a good thing. And he spared his son and gave a different offering and, and whatever. But I think like the the interpretation I definitely kind of jive with more is that maybe it wasn't such a good thing, because that's actually the last time that God directly speaks to Abraham. After that, it's just angels and messengers and things like that speaking to him. So I I feel like there's definitely that other like side to religion that like you know sometimes maybe it seems like the right thing to do is just to listen to the voice from the stratosphere but you know maybe maybe even to the voice in the stratosphere that was a little much
2: I don't know for me personally like just my position where I'm at like I mentioned earlier the community I grew up in was basically more right leaning than everything. So, I'm, I'm generally contrary as a person. I know may not, I not, I may not seem like it, but I don't usually take things at face value. So, like I usually like to do my research on what opinions are out there. See what, um, what each side or sides have to offer. And, like, I'll base my opi- opinions on, like, what I believe is correct. Like, for example, homosexuality. No one should be condemned for who they love. If we're, I like to say, um, if we're going to go off the one commandment that Jesus taught us, to, this is with um, any Christians I talk to, I'm like, his command. <laughs> the main commandment he gave was love. And to do, basically, to treat each other with like love and basically do it that way. and I'm like hating so- condemning someone for who- whom they love, that's not treating someone with love, just being cruel and exclusionary, that's not love at all. So you're directly contradicting, contradicting what you believe in. So I take it through the process of like what I believe, what opinions are out there. I'll go through the arguments and see if they make sense logically to me. And if they do, I will agree. If I ever get any more information, of course I'll reevaluate, evaluate it. Nothing, No person knows all the information in the world. That's not possible. We all have different experiences. So um, I look at the research, what I've researched. I'll make my decision off of that, but if I get informed, more information, I'll reconsider it. That's how I usually think at least.
4: Small interjection on that, actually, I was just thinking, um, in general, and I learned this from philosophy, in general, um, even if I feel like I'm 100% sure about a topic, whether through analysis or fact gathering, um, logic, whatever, I always have to remind myself that for whatever reason even if I can't see it right now, I might be wrong um everything that I believe or think is right might be wrong. 2 plus two might not actually equal four I have <laughs> I have to consider that that is a possibility as sure as I am as much as I've seen that addition problem done that might not actually be the truth. I might be I might be in the matrix maybe it's three but who knows, but um, I have to be able to be open to at the very least hearing somebody share a contradictory opinion if it's in good faith. Like if you're telling me something that I disagree with from the beginning, if you explain it to me in a way that's respectful and like you actually wanna understand where I'm coming from, I'll sit and listen, I'll toss it around in my head, even if I end up still disagreeing with it, I'll be like, you know, how does this measure up? Is it sound? Does it sound right? Does it sound wrong? You know, how does it measure up against what I believe? Even if I still disagree with it, you know, it, it just seems like the right thing to do intellectually to just consider it anyway.
2: Yep, I totally agree with
4: that,
0: Eric. You're gonna have to translate
4: that one, my guy.
0: <laughs> uh, amen is the uh, original form of amen. Um, can you own is may it be so.
3: With that, I think that we're ready to wrap it up guys, right? Unless anybody has any more questions?
2: I don't have any, so if you guys have any, go ahead.
3: All right, great, great. So I would uh, really like to thank anybody who is tuning in for tuning in and uh, we hope that you'll follow us on our journey.
0: Yeah, we we should be more comfortable with this format and have a more engaging
4: discussion next time. Yeah, the awkwardness will be mostly gone. Sorry. <laughs> um,
3: we don't want to, you know, sell them on something we all know isn't going to happen.
0: <laughs> we should have started with the jokes and laughter. Break the ice.
3: Break I mean, ice with could, the audience,
0: too.
2: We could edit it in at the beginning. <laughs>
4: <laughs> true <laughs> schemers i love it um all right so plus we
2: gotta tease them with like we gotta ent- entice them to come back so we gotta have it in the beginning and the end i think
4: indeed um well just to be quick because we didn't officially sign off um officially bye
2: bye everyone
0: If you enjoyed this discussion, please subscribe to The Discourse on YouTube or Medium. Thank you for joining us on The Discourse.